Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Rich, uh, the host around these parts. So glad that you've decided to uh, to tune in. Today we've got Northridge Church on the line. Scott Bixby is leader there, executive pastor. It's a great church, a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, actually a friend of Unseminary. Uh, they, they, uh, I've got three campuses in Rochester, in beautiful Rochester, we like to call it, uh, the, you know, cultural hub of the world. Uh, actually, we've talked about them in the past. Uh, we featured, um, we talked about, you guys have a location or a couple locations in movie theaters. We've re- referenced that we do. in the past. Yep. We've done all kinds of great things. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Rich. It's great to be here. No, I'm so glad that you're uh, that you're on the show today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Northridge? Give us the kind of Northridge story, and you know what would people, uh, you know, re- you know, experience when they came this weekend? Right. So Northridge Church, um, we are a church that's been around a long time, so about 127 years. Uh, yeah, and we're a church that's transitioned. So when I came to the church about 12 years ago, you know, there were a couple hundred people, uh, three, four hundred people on a Sunday morning. Um, and we have transitioned that. So it was your typical Baptist church, what you would have thought of, what I grew up in. I mean, it, that's who we were. I mean, we had the Sunday school, the prayer meeting. The, I mean, we, we did it all. Um, so we, we began to look at churches that were reaching people. We were not a church that was reaching people who were far mm-hmm. from God. And mm-hmm. so we said, well, who is and how might God be able to use that to help us here at Northridge? So mm-hmm. we began the process of adjusting, transitioning, mm-hmm. and began to head in a direction that would help us do that. So we have grown. Uh, we're multi-site. We've got three sites right now, one mm-hmm. in a school, one in a theater, and then mm-hmm. one that is our original campus. Mm-hmm. We have a, a fourth that we're rolling out this summer. Fantastic. So this another Regal Theater that we're going to use. So uh, this will be our, our fourth, and we're, we're excited about that. But if you come today, it would look similar to other churches that are reaching people. So mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about a church where groups is a big part of what we do, mm-hmm. uh, a church that's kind of... You know, become more simple. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of moved. You know, we had a school. I mean, there were a lot of things that were a part of who we were, and we did a ton of things as a church. And we've pared that down and really attempted to. Uh, we we say make more and better disciples. So that mm-hmm. that is who we are. We want to mm-hmm. make make more and better. And so we we've pared down and and uh, there's you know 2,300 people on a weekly basis yeah, at amazing. right now. And we've. We're just, we're just really thankful, really thankful. Now, I, now, correct my language here. So I, I would describe your church, and this I'm sure this is imprecise, but but correct this. I would describe you guys as, um, you know, you're, you're like a high discipleship church in the fact that you, you know, we want to, you know, to unashamedly, you know, use scripture and, and help people take steps closer to God. But you also at the same time, I haven't been afraid to say like, hey, we want to mix in um, some of the attractional stuff that some of, you know, our attractional brothers and sisters do. It seems like you're striking a newer, a, a different balance that maybe some in, you know, in from maybe your close tribe aren't, aren't really doing. Is that true? Am I describing that correctly? Uh, we've not been afraid to tackle deeper theological issues, if that's what you're asking, Rich. Yeah. And we also have we have a whole e- equip section. We have equip classes. There's a, there's weekly equip emails that go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of video teaching type stuff. So yeah, we we've tried to do more and better. Yeah. Instead of being a church that just goes all to the more right. and trying to reach more disciples, we want to do more and better. And that was. That was really helpful us in holding on to our core mm-hmm. because we didn't want to just you know turn our church over and lose. I mean, we've got 
we've got some who've stuck with us who are you know in their 60s, 70s, 80s who they're still with us and mm-hmm. love the fact that we're seeing a whole bunch of young people come into the church, a ton of young couples come into the church mm-hmm. and seeing us you know baptize people. So that, that yeah, so I think yeah we are we're all blend that way. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Which I think is is great. I think it's fantastic. A great church you should be checking out. Now one of the things um, I caught my eye once you know hearing about the group side of of what's going on at uh, at Northridge. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You know what you've actually kind of gone through a little bit of a revolution here and seeing you know a whole bunch of people get you know more plugged into groups can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so we we decided to put our eggs in the groups basket as opposed to the adult sunday school basket and uh, as a part of that process uh, we had some other churches that were really helpful and we you know we studied the normals and and uh, in the on that groups front we've seen it grow from when we started we had about 20 percent of our you know adults on a sunday morning who were in our group environments to now where we're up in the, you know, 90, 95, 100% of our people are in that's groups. That's amazing. That's and that's, amazing. When, that's when you measure how many adults are there Sunday morning and then how many are attending in a group. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a number of things that have helped us in that process. But we, we've, we've become a church of groups as opposed to a church with groups. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where it happens. And there's no way we could have grown from a few hundred to you know, 22, 2300 without our groups fun- functioning well and those 300 plus community group leaders uh, stepping up and shepherding those people and leading those people uh, because we, we just can't do it. We're not a big enough staff. Hmm. No, that's amazing. Why don't we kind of pick through what are some of the things that you did to really make that shift from, hey, we're a church of, of groups to our church, yeah, uh, you know, with groups to of groups. Tell me what you did to kind of make that transition. Right. So, some of the some of the things we did is we talked about it all the time. So on Sunday mornings we talk about in your groups you're going to do this this week, and so in your group should be discussing this. So it, was, it became a, a constant thing that we're talking about. The other thing is we made it a part of our assimilation strategy. So the first step for everyone is a worship service. That tends to be the way it is for people in America today. So if we're going to be missionaries to America to mm-hmm. Rochester, we got a million people in Rochester. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be missionaries to that culture, mm-hmm. unbelievers say if I was going to show up at church, I'd show up Sunday morning. So first step is worship service. And then from there they jump right into a group. So we're, we're immediately attempting to find a group that fits mm, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use three trimesters a year. So mm-hmm. three times a year, it's on roads, you know, on ramps and off ramps. Mm-hmm. It's North Coast. I mean, we took, you know, Larry Osborne, it's mm-hmm. their model, it's mm-hmm. church. And with those, everybody gets a chance to join groups three times a year and then, you know, get out of groups three times a year. So there's mm-hmm. feedback forms, they're, you know, jumping in, jumping out. But it becomes real natural that groups are all starting, you know, three times a year and everybody's right. jumping in and promoting them. Uh, we'll do a, Churchwide campaign. We don't do it saddleback style where we're doing them all the time, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But we will do a hey, we're all going to be you know doing this together mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. a couple times a year to get mm-hmm. as many people kind of jumping in. Mm-hmm. The difference is we don't ask our groups. Saddleback would ask their groups to kind of stop meeting mm-hmm. and do it together. We, we don't do that. Our groups kind of continue on, and so you're mm-hmm. adding new people into your existing group as a mm-hmm. part of that process. Uh, as far as how we shepherd those leaders, mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. you know, 300, I think we have like 321 community group leaders, Oof. those people are so key. And uh, we staff to help them. Uh, we've taken kind of the North Point model mm-hmm. uh, where North Point said we tried to use uh, volunteer coaches for, mm-hmm. our, for our group leaders and mm-hmm. it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we found the same thing. It was really hard to have our volunteer group leaders kind of respect volunteer coaches. Mm-hmm. And so for us, and with all this stuff, this isn't what everybody should do, but this is just what's worked for us. It's kind mm-hmm. of matched our DNA. Um, we've actually had our staff uh, be the ones who coach those group leaders. Mm-hmm. So we'll have mm-hmm. 
staff members who have you know 50, 60 community group leaders that they re, they would have that report to them and that they connect with. Um, each of our campus pastors, uh, they coach the leaders on their campus, so they're mm-hmm. ones that do that. And for like for our original campus, there's a couple different guys from staff who would help to, to coach. But it's something where we really want to support them and help them as they work throughout the year. That's and amazing. put them in a spot where they win, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so you said there's 50 or 60 per staff member. And is that um, – what does that look like? What does that kind of coaching relationship look like? How often are they checking in? What is the – you know, I, right. I know North Point has the – I think they call it the one one two. you know, one right. training event, one – or two one on one two two one. Uh, training event, two, two, two one-on-ones a year, and then two uh, kind of equip events during the year. But what, what, what are you guys doing on that front? Yeah, it's a great question, Rich. Mm-hmm. So what we do is uh, twice a year we do a large training event. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pull all the leaders together from all the campuses. Uh, lead pastor is there. He'll do so, you know, a little talk. We'll cast some vision. We'll mm-hmm. feed them. Uh, they get to choose. There's a number of breakouts that we'll offer at that event, and they get to choose which breakouts they want to go to. They kind of, you know, divide and conquer as group mm-hmm. leaders and mm-hmm. each pick a different spot, or they can all go together to specific breakouts. Mm-hmm. Um, as a part of that process, as a part of that training, um, we we just, you know, love on them like crazy mm-hmm. and make it, you know, you guys are the key to growth at Northridge. Tell life change stories, you know, baptism stories. Just talk up what they're doing and just celebrate them as our leaders because they really are the key. Mm-hmm. They're on the they're, they're on the front lines. We right. aren't as a staff. They're the ones that are making it happen. So those two trainings a year we mm-hmm. would do for them. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we do something a little different than North Point. Mm-hmm. We we do visit the groups. Mm-hmm. So our coaches will visit the groups, which for a campus pastor is so helpful. Totally. Yeah, I mean because if. If, if you have a high percentage of your people who are in groups, and now you're visiting the groups, I mean, they get to learn new names. They, they, mm-hmm. they see people in a group context. Mm-hmm. So a couple times a year, once or twice a year, uh, we kind of let the, based on where the, the group is at, as far as in their, uh, you know, if they just started, uh, a coach is going to be there more often. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, kind of, they've been at it for a while and they don't need the help, then they mm-hmm. might, you know, opt to only visit them once a year. But we, we get in the group and we connect with them. And then as we go throughout the year, there's there's touch points. Um, mm-hmm. We do a, a weekly blog post that goes mm-hmm. out to all of our group leaders from our director of, of our groups that will go out. And this is all on our website. People mm-hmm. can find it there and you can see all the past blog posts. And mm-hmm. basically, you, you can steal anything we do because right. everything we do, we stole from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly, and, exactly. <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun, and yeah, yeah. we didn't invent any of this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. feel free to steal away. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it's it's you know they're texting, they're connecting. Uh, we'll do like one thing I love about it is you know I'm a, I'm a group leader. All mm-hmm. of us on staff are group leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I lead my group, my coach will text me on the first night of group. So mm. the first night of a trimester, I get a text from him saying, hey, I'm praying for you today. Mm. You know, love you. We're behind you. Excited about how God's going to use groups this trimester. If I can help you in any way, let me know. Hmm. And, you know, we just do that through Google Voice. So it's mm-hmm. something he can text from his computer and he can send it out as group text to go right. to everybody as group leaders. But, you know, just high touch, high shepherd, high love. And, and we... We see 80 to 90% of our group leaders show up for our trainings because wow. they know we love them and we care about them. And we, you know, we're packing out the auditorium, feeding hmm. them. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's really cool. That's amazing. Now you talk about trimesters. Can you talk through that a little bit? Cause I know a lot of churches do twice a year. They kind of have two on ramps, but talk through the three and what does it look like? You know, just kind of an overview of what the on looks like and what the off looks like. Yeah, no, that's great. So our first trimester in the school year, you know, from that perspective, we'll start in September. So uh, we'll do about a 10-week trimester from mm-hmm. September until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's about 10 weeks. You can get eight, nine, 10 weeks in that run. Mm-hmm. So we'll run that. We kind of kick it off with a 
you know, there, there's a sermon on groups in yep. September, the way everybody does it, kind of get it going and then mm-hmm. run the 10 weeks there. We encourage groups then to take and stop and actually take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, it's just so helpful. You know, take a break. Now get together, do a mm-hmm. Christmas party, mm-hmm. you know, serve together at Christmas, go ring a bell, you know, be a ding-a-ling with yeah, the yeah. Sunday <laughs> sermon, whatever you got to do, you know, but serve together, but party together and then start back up again in January. Okay. And so then again, we'll, we'll have a, a training, so there's a, a training that happens for our leaders to kind of kick it off in the fall. Our mm-hmm. second training will be in January again, mm-hmm. and that kicks off that January trimester. Mm-hmm. And so then again in January, we do about another 10 weeks, so another 10-week mm-hmm. trimester. Uh, then we take another break, mm-hmm. and we'll usually take a break tied to Easter. And so okay. we'll try to you know, take a break, a couple weeks off, and then get us set for Easter, and then do it again. And that last trimester for us usually is about an eight-week trimester, eight, nine-week trimester. Yep. yep, it is, because we, we like to... For us up here in the north, uh, we like to get it stopped before we get too far into June, right. because once June hits, everything breaks loose and people start, you know, heading out to the right. uh, to the lake or whatever. The sun so, starts yeah. shining again, and they're outside. Yeah. It does. So that's where that's how it breaks down for us. Three trimesters, and all three times we on Sunday morning are promoting our group. So we typically give three announcement times okay. before each of those. So in a span of a full year, nine times a year we're talking hmm. about groups. That's good. So that's good. Times we're pushing it. Uh, showing videos, life change stories, but just trying to talk people into groups. And it's not just talk people into checking out groups because we have so many people already in groups, but also talking people into why it's valuable that they're already in right, groups. Right, stay because in the group. Because yeah, yeah. if you're just always just pushing the getting group, getting group, getting group, you, you can lose some and have some tr- attrition. And so we, we try to make it a both and on that <laughs> front. And then are your, um, like, are the groups, are they just stay together forever or are they more, again, using North Point as an example, they're doing like the two years, they kind of journey, so maybe six cycles together right. or something like that? What does that look like? Right. That's a great question. So w- the way our groups work, uh, they will stay together until they multiply. Now, for us, you know, multiply multiplication happens at about 18 to 20 people. Mm-hmm. So once you get to that point, you're multiplying. Um, those groups multiply in a couple different ways. Uh, sometimes they'll do what we call a missionary multiplication, which is you kind of send off a couple missionaries to start a brand new group for new people. Mm-hmm. So we might spin a couple couples out of my group. My wife and I have done that multiple times. We've jumped out of our group and went and started another group mm-hmm. uh, with brand new people. So that could be how it works. Or it could be something that's tied more to, uh, could be geography. Uh, when we've rolled out new campuses, every time, about every two years, we've been rolling out new campuses. When that happens, you got people that go to the other campus. Right. Uh, we don't mandate at that point in time, you have to go, you know, mm-hmm. your group has to divide. But a multiplication, it becomes natural. If you're seeing mm-hmm. the people at your group, we would prefer that you meet in a group that is tied to the people that are at your campus. Yeah, so totally. that would be a natural time for, for that to happen. Or it might just be that, you know, there's a, just tied to where people's age and stage. You know, mm-hmm. we need childcare, we don't need childcare. So let's, let's divide that way. Uh, but we would encourage them, you get to 18 to 20 people, new people don't talk, and new people find mm-hmm. that it feels more like a click. And so at that point, we would say it, it's time. Uh, we don't have a hard and fast after two years you're done. It's something where it's really nice. grow, add people, and then they, they multiply as need be. So then uh, it's, um, people would be adding in for each of those trimesters. So like there may be like the same people together through the fall trimester, and then you'll kind of reopen and say, oh, there's groups in your part of town. Naturally, then you might add like a couple more people in at that point. Is that how that's working? Right. Yes, it, it, it is. It totally is. And we would say groups are starting. Even though a group met in the fall, when yeah. we're promoting groups in January, we're saying, hey, groups are starting up fresh. And then right. when you show up in the group, you'd realize that a bunch of these people have been together before. But we act like all of our groups are starting, starting or new. restarting at the same time. So you, it becomes an easier way for someone to, to join a group. Now, we do have people that join group th- in the middle of a trimester as well. We don't 
say that you can't do that. But the bulk of our people join primarily in the fall and on January 1. That's when most of them join. Cool. Good. Now, how do, what do you use to measure all that? What would be some of the kind of key metrics across that that you're looking at? I'm sure, you know, a good executive pastor is always staring at a spreadsheet somewhere. What are the uh, yeah. what are some of those, uh, you know, metrics that you're, you're kind of taking a look at through this process? Yeah, I, I do love numbers. I'm, I've been accused of that before, Rich. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the dashboards that w- I'm looking at or that we're looking at, our, our group's directors are looking at, I mean, we're looking at attendance. Uh, we do track attendance every single week. Okay. So all of our group leaders, it, it's really easy. We use Fellowship One. I mean, I, every, you could use anything. Everybody has different. Uh, we used to use church teams years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but ha- it lands in your inbox. It's just an email. You click on it, and then you click who was present. So we're, we're tracking every week's attendance in all of our groups. That becomes something that the coach can follow back up with. Hey, I noticed this person wasn't there. You know, what's going on in their life? You know, what's happening? It becomes something where we can help track. So it's attendance. Uh, we're also tracking assimilation there. Mm-hmm. So what's our assimilation percent? How many people are signing up to check out a group? Mm-hmm. How many people are actually landing in the group? So right. what do our percentages look like that way? And then how are we doing at retaining them? Are they sticking or are they not sticking? How, what does that look like? So. We're looking at those. We do we do like kind of quarterly dashboards, and we you know it's across the board all sorts of things we're measuring. But tied to groups, it's mm-hmm. it's in those three trimesters. How who's new that's signing up? Um, who who's sticking? Who's not? What does our attendance look like? Mm-hmm. And then you know who's kind of slipping away. Uh, we're mm-hmm. always looking at dropouts and figuring out how can we circle back with them and help them in that process. So mm-hmm. having good data is so important. And mm-hmm. the larger it's gotten, it's just you know, it's so much more important for us to have that data. Right. Absolutely. Cool. This has been so good. Can we change uh, gears a little bit in a totally different area about, uh, you know, about Northridge? Um, you guys have, have gone through a senior pastor transition as a church. And, yeah. uh, you know, just as I was thinking about this, which obviously has been super positive. It's not like anything negative went down. Uh, but I'd love yeah. to hear kind of what you learned through that process, because as an executive pastor, you served through that whole, you know, that mm-hmm. whole deal. And it actually seems from an outside, it actually seems like a lot of times. I think some churches can struggle through that process, but actually for you guys, it seems to have really, you know, reinvigorated, continued to, you know, keep things heading in the right direction. You know, what have you learned through that process? Again, I'm throwing you a curveball here, Scott. Hopefully that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, we did. We went through a lead pastor transition mm-hmm. within the last, it was about, well, in the last year. So a year ago, um, David would have announced, well, about a year and a couple months. So this is about, mm-hmm. about he would have, he would have announced to, to me um, nearly, uh, a year and a half ago or nearly two years ago, he said, I'm going to be leaving. And so that began the process for us. And so mm-hmm. uh, in that process, yeah, God was really good to us, Rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It uh, it was a time that for us as a church, we really, it, you know, we became more dependent on God mm-hmm. in that. And, and we became more focused on making more disciples. And so mm-hmm. we just said more disciples, more dependents. That, that, was, mm-hmm. that was our mantra as a church. Mm-hmm. We want to be on our knees every day. God, mm-hmm. you've used Northridge, and we long to see you use Northridge moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what this means, but we know you're calling David elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's moving on, and he's mm-hmm. the one that has transitioned us to this point. Yeah. So we were on our knees, and it, it kind of galvanized us. It pulled <laughs> us together. Um, by God's grace, I... I, mm-hmm. I called a number of executive pastors and mm. was like, what can I learn, you know, and what do I need to do and how, how do I lead through this? And that, that was really helpful, what they shared with me. Mm-hmm. And and we, we actually grew, our, our church grew. Uh, last year we grew at uh, at our third highest rate in the last 15 years wow. as a church That's without amazing. a lead pastor. Yeah. Huh. And, and we... Uh, yeah, that was by his grace, you know, God's grace. Um, our mm-hmm. budget grew. I mean, we, we grew right through the transition. And That's in amazing. that process, um, 
yeah, God made it really clear. Drew uh, Karshner is our new lead pastor. He's been amazing. He's been incredible and helpful in the process. But we had a, a season where we were without a lead guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, as a, as a staff, have stuck together. All, the whole staff is still here. We're mm-hmm. growing forward. Um, <laughs> we grew so fast that we needed to add another campus. So we're doing that right now. And so um, I guess I would say if you're in a transition, depend. Drive, let it drive you to your knees and mm. let it drive your church to its knees because it's God's church. It's not your church. It's not my church. We are all, you know, it's, I would say it's God's show and I'm just along for the ride and mm. we're all just along for the ride. So mm-hmm. in the process, you know, when there's a transition, make that a time where you can help everybody to say, God, this is about you and it's about your glory and it's about us being missionaries in this culture for, mm. for you and we need your help in it. And uh, if you can get your staff to be praying and you get mm-hmm. yourself to be praying, that connectedness is, is is beautiful. I mean, that that's 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 where the power is at, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not mm-hmm. us. I can't change anybody's life, you know. Right. Paul in First Corinthians three six and through eight said, and speaking of seeds of the gospel, he said, "I mm-hmm. planted the seeds of Paul's water, but it's God who made it grow. So neither yep. he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes seeds of the gospel grow." And so having that be something that can help your staff and your team to kind of be driven back to, "Hey, God, this is about you, and it's mm-hmm. not about me." Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, that that's what we saw happen for us. Um, we don't take any credit. We're, we're very thankful. Uh, we're, but yeah, it is something that God's helped us in. Very cool. Is there anything else you want to share before we on either on the group stuff or on the you know the pastoral transition before we jump into the lightning round? Yeah, I mean, if if you're a church that's transitioning, I know you mentioned a little earlier on the on the transition front. Um, you know, in that whole process, um, you can do it. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say. Don't go too fast. I mean, it was like a 12-year process for us, you know, mm-hmm. that whole transition piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've watched friends go too fast, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's caused people to jump out that didn't need to jump out. Right. And I guess I would just encourage you, yeah, you know, you need to lead through transition, but make it incremental, mm-hmm. lead well, and, and you can take a church that was 127 years old and have it be something that you see God use in huge ways moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't don't give up. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. We're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. You really do need to lean in and follow Northridge. It's a great church. Uh, Scott Bixby is the executive pastor there, and I'm just honored that you're on the show today. Scott, if you um, you know have an online resource that you'd love to let us know about that you're, you're sharing, what would, be, what, what would that be? Yeah. So online stuff, and we, we use the, the normal stuff that every, you know, the, the Google Drives and mm-hmm. Evernote and, you know, that kind of thing. I guess one that I love is I love Pocket Casts. And uh, Pocket Casts allows me to listen to podcasts. I feel like podcasts are such a wealth of information. And I listen to them double time. And so you yes. can, you know, speed them up. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes. uh, but there's so much good information out there. I mean, I've always been a guy who reads a lot. And I've always been a guy who loves conferences. I was at the conference this week with a bunch of our staff. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you what, there's so much good information out there mm-hmm. um, on podcasts that I, I just driving back and forth to work every day. I'll double time them, mm-hmm. throw them my earbuds in. And I just would encourage you guys, you know, that that's something for me personally that helps me all the time. Nice. And then I'll take a screenshot of the where I'm at on that um, like, because you're always like, hey, that was really good information, you know, but I'm not in my desk. Mm. Uh, for me, I'll take a screenshot on my, my phone of where it is, like the, the time, yep. and then I can go back later and get it. So that's Dude, something. that's a great tip. I've always struggled with that. Like, I'm like scurrying in my car looking for a pen 
to try to write down notes. That's a great idea, man. That's good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Great call. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever listened to any podcasts on halftime? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I never have. That okay, would be so, painful. <laughs> oh, man. So if, you, if you've got an iPhone, uh, it doesn't actually just slow it down by half. It does something. The algorithm's very strange. So it actually sounds like the person's drunk. So... It, it's amazing. So if you ever want to hear like, you know, if you're listening to John Piper and you want to make it, what it would John Piper sound when he had too many, you know, too many to drink, listen to, uh, listen to him at halftime. It's, it's amazing. So uh, what's a book you've read in the last six months or maybe to a year that that's been shaping your thinking or ministry? Yeah. A number of books come to mind. Um, some that we've used on staff, the axiom, the leadership axioms by Hybels. We're actually going through that with a number of our, our staff okay, guys right now. Really good on those leadership principles are helpful. Um, Stretch by Scott uh, Sonenshine. I read that this week. Really good. Um, mm. Just I don't know if you picked that one up. That's no. that's a, a business book called Stretch. It it just yeah really helpful on um, who you hire, how you hire, what that looks like. Uh, yeah, the right kind of people for your team. That, that was helpful to me. Mm -hmm. uh, stop uh, stop recruiting, start um, retaining. retaining. Yeah. yeah, that one is really good on the volunteers. We're going to be running that one with our, our staff moving forward in the next couple of months, kind of focusing mm -hmm. on how do, how do we work on the volunteer front. So that, that's a good one as well. No, that's good. Christine Kreischer, the author of that uh, book, has, was, has been on the podcast. It's great. That's a fantastic oh, book. Yeah. All, all great yeah. books there. What's another ministry that you're looking to that inspires you these days? Yeah, a ton of them. Uh, we I, This week I had a number of our staff down at North Point for Drive. Uh, mm -hmm. They've helped us over the years. We've gone every year to Drive. Mm -hmm. uh, they they stretched our thinking in mm -hmm. reaching people far from God. Mm -hmm. uh, we also had another, we had our campus pastors down at 12 Stone this weekend, kind of studying them, learning from them. LCBC is near us here in the north, so we'll run down to their stuff whenever they have it. They'll answer any question. They're just amazing at helping mm -hmm. us. Um, so the normal guys, you know, Life Church, Elevation. We try to get out and check those out as often as we can to learn. Yeah, what's going on? As much as Good. Yeah. Uh, if you get 15 minutes with any leader live, who would that be with and why? Yeah, Bill Hybels, mm -hmm. I would. Mm -hmm. Just because, I'll tell you what it is, Rich. It's his emphasis on prayer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's like an amazing leader and he's accomplished incredible things. But the fact that he's, you know, writing books, you know, too busy not to pray. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, talk about, you know, he talks about every day, starting the day, honestly saying, God, who is it today that you're going to bring into my life who's far from God that I can connect with? Mm -hmm. um, I just love that you've got a high, high capacity leader that God's used to reach people, mm -hmm. but he's got that connection to God on a daily basis. And so, yeah, I would love to just talk with him about some of the rhythms, what he's learned, and yeah, pick his brain. Yeah, very cool. Good. Well, I know being an executive pastor at a church like yours takes a lot out of you, but what do you do for fun when you just want to kick back, relax, you know, have some, have a good time? Yeah. So I'm... I'm probably a little weird on this one. Uh, we, I kind of live out of town. Okay. I we kind of have some land, and I kind of have like a little farm thing going. And nice. so I, I love to get on a tractor, do John Deere, run a bucket, um, you know, move some stuff around, knock some stuff over. Yeah, I, I really love the outdoors. I love getting out. And so I, I'm in this city of a million people, but I live about 20 minutes outside of of the city, mm -hmm. um, or about 20 minutes from the church. But um, yeah, I, I love outside projects. If I can have a project, I got five kids. If I can be outside with my kids and we can be, you know, having fun together and it's a beautiful day. And Rochester's amazing. Uh, th that's me. I, I love the outdoors. Very cool. Well, Scott, I really appreciate being on the show today. Thanks so much for doing that. If people want to get in touch with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so it's, it's NorthridgeRochester.com yep. is our website. That's yep. probably the easiest way. My my. My uh, email's on there, but yeah, Great. it's northridgerochester.com. Perfect. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Yep. Thanks.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>